0: Dark and uh, rather tawdry areas of mind control endeavor, Tavistock, uh, the original OSS CIA, the, the Dulles brothers, MK Ultra, all of that. Many other scientists that you lapse into a deep, state where you really no longer have the ability to discern and differentiate and make moral judgments about what's going in and just pour as in. What we call reality is made in the mind. Yes, yes. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Knowledge with Homage. I will be your host for the night. My name is David Castle. That was the great Jim Keith with the introduction there. Jim Keith, the great author from Reno, Nevada, who wrote a bunch of incredible books, some of them being Casebook on the Men in Black, uh, Black Helicopters 1 and 2, Mind Control, World Control. He's got a bunch of them. He's a big conspiracy dude. I'm a big fan of Jim Keith. And he was from Reno. He actually died after breaking his leg at Burning Man. Uh, His friends think that somebody from the military fucking came in and killed him in the hospital, right there at Renown Hospital in Reno, which is fucking crazy. That's, I was there the other day, unfortunately. Anyways, I would like to thank you for tuning in tonight. Once again, this is Knowledge with Homage. My name is David Castle. I just really appreciate anyone who listens to this. Uh, I'm hoping that these talks help people to see the world in a new light and uh, gives people something to relate to because I know it's it's some crazy times that we're living in. People who think differently about certain subjects might feel isolated, they might feel alone, so I'm hoping that these talks give those type of people, you know, fucking people like me, uh, I'm hoping it gives people some clarification and makes you know that you're not alone and it's okay to think differently from people because, you know, you're a special person and there's some crazy fucking shit going on in the world and just because you're noticing that that's happening and you feel that's happening, it doesn't mean you're wrong just because other people don't notice it too. So for today's talk, um, I have a bunch of different things I want to talk about. But first, I want to talk about entertainment. What is entertainment to begin with? I mean, it's something we do to pass the time, right? Uh, We want to be entertained. We want to watch movies. We want to listen to music. We want to escape from reality. And essentially, that's what entertainment does for us. It provides us with an escape. It lets us go into another world. It lets us go into a a whole different type of reality. It lets us become somebody else because we identify with that main character of that film or that TV show. And it it just separates us from the actual place where we're really living. And why do we want to do that? What's so fucked up about this world that we're living in where we have to be trying to escape it almost at all times, you know? Like, people go to work... Well, you wake up and what do you do? I mean, most people just look at their phone. It's a form of escape. Oh, shit, did anyone hit me up? Did I get any likes on my post? Did my girlfriend hit me up? or <laughs> You know, whatever. It's just we're, we're very, very focused on, on entertainment and on escaping from our surroundings, whatever they may be. So that's why you see so many people looking at their phones. That's why everyone's all obsessed with um, these different TV shows and and movies that come out and things like that. And that's why they keep them coming so much, too, because that's what they want for us. They want us to be constantly distracted and not thinking about the reality of the world that we live in. And entertainment is an incredibly effective way to get people to not pay attention to, you know, the the real things that matter. Um, Where is the entertainment industry centralized? That would be Hollywood, California, right? That's where... That shit all comes out of it. It's all from Hollywood. All New York City is there too, but Hollywood is bigger with the movies and stuff. And Hollywood was actually chosen to be the culture creation industry of the world. And it's really crazy. I remember uh, in my first couple talks where I was talking about going to Southeast Asia, uh, I was really taken aback by all of the people who are mimicking like American values and American style and American music and movies and stuff. And I just thought that was the weirdest thing. Like you go to you go all the way across the world and you expect people to have their own culture and their own way of doing things, but it was it was really kind of heartbreaking to see them, a lot of the kids and shit trying to be American and I don't know, it was just weird. Like I, I didn't like that shit, but whatever. That's that's how pervasive this entertainment industry is and that was what Hollywood was made to do was to be the culture creation center of the world, I mean, you know, long ago when, when TV was recognized, when it was invented, I mean, the guy who invented it, who invented the tube, because that's why they used to call it the tube, because TVs ran off of this, like, vacuum tube, that's what allowed television to happen, was this special glass vacuumized tube that had some gas in it or some shit, I don't know, I'm not a scientist or anything, but, um, the guy who invented that tube he really regretted it afterwards and i think he gave some some talks talking about what a destructive tool the television can be and it certainly has been and now we got our cell phones as well which are like little handheld televisions that where we can just go outside of reality into another reality into this digital reality into this you know made up fictional world where we're just totally distracted from the things that are actually happening, and this technology is also used to program people's minds and gifts to think differently about certain subjects and things like that. But going back to Hollywood, um, even the name Hollywood is encoded with with some special meanings in it. Long ago, back when people believed in well, people still do believe in it, but the magic and stuff like that. It was a lot bigger. Thousands of years ago than it is today, and uh, the wizards and the magicians of those times, they had a wand, right? Like you, know, like you see, fucking Mickey Mouse with a wand, and, or Harry Potter or something. They wave the wand around, they say a spell, and and then you know the the spell is cast, and they do their fucking magic. Well, the word Hollywood goes to that. It goes with that because those wands that these wizards had were made out of the wood of the holly tree it's a certain type of plant and that's where they got their wands from was from the uh the holly tree so when you say holly wood that's it's the it's the wand which is casting a spell over the masses does that make sense so the holly wood the wood of the holly tree which is the wand they they wave that wand and then cast a spell over the masses. And what else happens when they wave that wand? Uh, they create stars, right? If you look at those old Disney Channel commercials, you have Mickey Mouse there with that wand. He waves it around, little stars come out. See, that's all. That's all encoded there. There's there's special shit behind that, like a subconscious meaning and stuff. And that's what they do. Hollywood makes these stars and then the people look up to the stars. Just as the ancients would look up to the stars and create these myths and, uh, you know, like zodiacs and stuff like that where they make pictures out of the stars. Today we still look up to the stars, but it's not the stars above our heads. It is the stars that come out of Hollywood. It is these actors, rappers, um, musicians, and, and things like that. And uh, I always thought that was interesting. I remember when I first found that out. And it, it totally makes sense, too, that that they would do that, you know? Because they're really into the symbolism thing. So remember that. The wood of the holly tree, the holly wood, is the wand that casts spells over the people and creates these stars. And the people look up to the stars and they follow the stars. Stars are used for guidance. That's what they use for navigation, uh, for sailing around the oceans and stuff they they were always guided by the stars and we still are guided by the stars we look up to the stars for our opinions on social matters on you know basically anything and we're we're like following them we're followers just like on Instagram or something you have this person who has a bunch of followers so they're more special than you <laughs> that's what we're led to believe it's like a modern day caste system the person who has more followers is more important there they're better. They're like somehow special or something. Even though most of the time it's some stupid bitch taking a picture of her asshole. <laughs> but that's what matters now. Some stupid bitch's smelly asshole. That's what gets all the follows and the likes. Which I'm not gonna lie, you know, some of them are uh, pretty intriguing. But that's that's what's going on. And uh, I always thought that was interesting how you know Hollywood makes the stars and all that because it is magic. It's it's you're casting spells on people and you know. The television is an incredibly powerful tool. And what else has the television done since it came out? Before, families used to spend time with each other. They used to get together around the dinner table and talk about their days, um, how everything was going, what was up with relationships, and, and things like that. There was more family values and stuff. But ever since the television came out, the TV became the babysitter. It became the mom. It became the dad. Um it became your friend, you know? A lot of kids don't even go outside. They just want to stay in and watch TV. But, and then, that was that was back in the day, you know? You're talking like 70s, 80s, 90s. And back then, there was a lot less channels. Now there's like a million channels. But now there's also the internet. So there's YouTube, Netflix, Hulu, all that shit, and it's all right there at the touch of a button so there's so much entertainment that we can be inundated with just immediately and I mean it's pretty amazing and then you have all the games too you got Xbox PS4 I mean fuck there's all kinds of different gaming consoles and and hundreds and hundreds perhaps probably even thousands of games that you could be playing plus computer games and all that shit too so there's so many different ways to escape reality and to just enter into another world and so many people are doing that and I know there's got to be other people out there who have to question why, like why are we doing this and why is there so much of this entertainment out there? And there's there's multiple reasons for that. One of them, of course, like I said, is so we can escape from reality and just go into another world and not be you know presented with the rea- the fucked up realities of what's actually happening right now. But it's also it's a powerful tool because it can be used to indoctrinate people. It can be used to brainwash people. And that's why it's called programming, you know, television program, because it's programming your mind. It's leading you to believe in a certain way, you know, like with the media and stuff on all these issues. And and there's a, it's a very advanced science for how it's done. But then again, it's also pretty simple. It's as simple as monkey see, monkey do. Just like a, a little kid watches their parents and will mimic the things they say. You know, like you see a little three-year-old saying, fuck. God damn it or some shit because they saw their dad saying it. So that's what people do. And people are really simple like that. You see something on the television screen. You're identifying with the main character on a subconscious level. And you are putting yourself in their shoes. And you're going to start behaving like that person and demonstrating the same values as they demonstrate. And that's the way that they can manipulate the masses is by slipping in these, these little ideas and stuff that can shape the culture over a span of time. And if they do it in enough movies and enough television shows and enough songs and stuff, you can eventually change society. And that's what television and music and stuff is being used for. I mean, obviously not all of it. There's a lot of people making dope stuff on on YouTube and independent people and uh, independent musicians and things like that. But the, the major industry players, um, the big, big producers and directors and musicians and stuff, They're being told what to do, and there's always an agenda involved. And it can be seen in a lot of different movies and stuff, like in Back to the Future. I don't know if you've ever looked up those YouTube videos which talk about how Back to the Future was predictive programming for 9-11. But there's all kinds of little stuff encoded into that shit, and they they do that for, I think, a couple different reasons. Obviously, I don't know exactly because I'm not those people, but I think they like to just fuck with people because it's like funny to them, it's kind of, you know, they're snickering in the background as they're showing you right in your face what they're going to do, and then they actually do it, and then people see it, and they make videos about it, but still nothing happens, and they're never held responsible for it, so it's got to be kind of a, like a adventurous type of thing, almost like fucking having sex in public, like, oh, shit, you can get caught or something, so, like, people get off on it or something. I think it's kind of the same thing with uh, these movie producers and stuff, putting this shit just right in plain sight. But, you know, people have said before the best place to to hide the truth is in plain sight. So that's what's happening. So, yeah, Back to the Future had a lot of shit on that. I know The Matrix had some stuff predicting 9-11. The Simpsons has a bunch of shit predicting all kinds of stuff. I mean, there's hundreds of videos talking about all the weird stuff that The Simpsons has supposedly predicted, um, Family Guy as well. They did the the Boston bombing thing. Another weird thing about Family Guy and the creator of Family Guy is uh, Seth McFarlane, who you know does the voice of Peter and created the show and does a bunch of other voices, Brian and stuff. Brian's actually his real voice, which is pretty funny. But um, him and Mark Wahlberg did that movie Ted. Remember that, where you know with the the teddy bear and stuff. It was a pretty funny movie. I'm not gonna lie, but. A weird thing is both Mark Wahlberg and Seth MacFarlane were supposedly supposed to be on that flight that crashed into the Twin Towers, which at this point, I'm not even sure if there really was a plane that crashed into the Twin Towers. A lot of people believe it was a hologram or something. I personally believe the Twin Towers were destroyed with a directed energy weapon because I've read Judy Wood's book, Where Did the Towers Go? But all that aside, you know, that's a topic for another day. Isn't that weird that Mark Wahlberg and Seth MacFarlane were supposed to both be on that airplane, but like both missed it? For some reason, like they didn't get on the airplane, which I understand that happens all the time. But just for two mega stars like that who have been so instrumental in uh, the entertainment industry, especially Seth MacFarlane. Mark Wahlberg's been in a shitload of movies, too. Don't get me wrong. But like Seth MacFarlane, he created Family Guy. I mean, that shit's huge, you know, and The Cleveland Show and all kinds of other shit. But I always found that suspicious and weird that these two guys were supposed to both die in 9-11, but they both missed their flights, and now they're okay, and now they're making movies together, and they're both really funny dudes. (laughs) It's just fucking weird. Uh, Other movies which, you know, have kind of got some predictive programming stuff in there, like the Terminator, you got Skynet, the robots taking over the world, and they're going to fucking murder everyone, which that's a very real possibility now, you know, with AI and supercomputers and things like that. What's to stop these computers from, from taking over the world and deciding to kill all the humans because we're not good or something? The Matrix had that same premise, so did iRobot. And then you got movies like The Hunger Games where you have this dystopian future society where fucking everyone's killing each other. And then you have movies like The Purge where everyone's just literally killing each other because fucking apparently that's cool. And then you got all the zombie movies. There's like a new one every month or something. There's a lot of low-budget ones, too, I guess because it's an easy type of movie to make. It all has the same storyline. But I think that has a lot of basis in reality, too, because there's a lot of people walking around like zombies. I mean, they're not aware of their surroundings. They have no idea what the fuck's really going on. Everyone's always staring at their phones, myself included. I'm looking at my phone a lot, too, but it's like we're in a zombified state. And there are many different reasons for that. I mean, a lot of the food we eat is shit, and it doesn't like, do anything good for our brains, we're not getting the right nutrients and the right vitamins, so our brains aren't developing right, we're being injected with all this shit that's fucking with us, we're being spread from the skies, our minds are being turned to mush by this entertainment, by these movies, and this shitty music that comes out that just, is just completely meaningless, and you look around, it is like we're fucking zombies, so... It is the zombie apocalypse. We're living through this right now. And it's it's sad. And I think a lot of people feel it. I think they can sense it. But they don't necessarily know how to put it into words. And haven't done the research required to really make sense of what's happening. And that's kind of another reason why I wanted to do these talks. Because although I don't know everything, I think I've done a fair amount of research into what's like actually happening. And... uh I just want to share that with people so they can get a better idea of what is happening because it it's it's um it brings peace to you to to know the truth. Some people don't want to know the truth they have no interest in it they'd rather live in this fantasy world and believe and just believe what they believe they're they're very they're not open to to hearing things that don't align with their what they already believe. But then again, there's other people who, who do want to know, so that's what these that's who these talks are targeted to. Um, and I realize it's not for everyone, but that's just the way it is, and I think for the people who do identify with it, it'll be something good for them. But moving on from, from the movies and stuff, there's been a lot of books throughout the years which have predicted the state of the world that we're now in. Uh, one of them, a very famous one, would be Brave New World by Aldous Huxley. And in that book, you know, right there in the first chapter, they talk about they're they're giving uh, the children a tour of this facility where the babies are made, and they're all made through artificial insemination. They're grown in a lab, and then they have this this caste system where you have uh, the alphas, the betas, and then the the deltas, and it's all classified by how smart they are and how intelligent they're allowed to become, because none of it is natural. It's all artificial and in order to make the betas more stupid than the alphas and therefore a lower class and then the deltas as well obviously they inject them with these with these serums with this alcohol into their bloodstream to prevent them from from having all the shit they need to grow up and do have their brain develop properly and he's talking about this in like the i think it was the 1930s when this was written but this has been a plan for a long time and that obviously that goes back to vaccines And, you know, no matter how you feel about vaccines, it's very suspicious that this government, who has done all this fucked up shit, you know, is spraying the skies, is blowing up the World Trade Center, starting these worlds or starting these wars overseas, the war on terror, killing millions of people. And just historically, they've been killing a lot of motherfuckers. They're racist as fuck and just always doing some fucked up shit. But now we're supposed to trust them that they're trying to make the world better and they need to inject us with all this stuff. I mean, that should definitely raise an eyebrow on some people. Like, What the fuck is in these vaccines that they want us to be putting in our body? Is it some sort of nanotechnology? Is it... I mean, what the fuck is it? And how do we know? It's just... I'm very skeptical of anything the government tells me to do because I know how fucked up the government has been historically, and not just the American government, but the governments of all countries throughout history. You know, the big, powerful governments, they're always doing some fucked up shit to control people and fuck with them. So why should we be so quick to to listening to what they want us to do. I mean, that's just me. Um, so yeah, they, in the Brave New World, they would inject things into the children in order to uh, stump their development and make it so they couldn't use their brains properly. They also indoctrinated them and played these repetitive tracks with these slogans over and over in their sleep. So they would just mindlessly like utter, just regurgitate these stupid fucking sayings that the government told them to say which I see a lot of people doing now with, with the whole climate change sustainable development thing. They're like, oh, no, that's not sustainable or we need to cut down on carbon dioxide because it's it's killing the planet. There's too many people, overpopulation. All these little slogans that have been repeated over and over and over in different movies by celebrities, especially in the media, but also in school. School is a huge part of the indoctrination and college is just indoctrination on fucking steroids that you have to pay for and take out loans for and go into debt for and that's what they're doing is they're just fucking inundating you with these stupid slogans to get you believing in this agenda that is very, very old and that, you know, transcends generations. It just keeps going and going because it's run by these foundations, which they're not confined to one lifetime. They're, it, it just keeps going and going for hundreds of years because that's the way it's designed to do. They got a shitload of money and they got a bunch of different People that are willing to do it. And when one guy dies, they got another motherfucker to take his place and keep going. So that's what's happening. And the Huxley family was very involved in that. So Aldous Huxley, some people think he was writing brave New the world as a warning to people. I don't quite believe that. I think that he was definitely a part of the establishment who wanted this to happen. And there's a lot of sides of that. If you look into his history and where he comes from, his family, his brother is Julian Huxley, who was the first director of UNESCO, which is the United Nations Education, Science, and Cultural Organization. He was also one of the founders of the World Wildlife Fund, and he was a big fucking eugenicist. Now, see, things like UNESCO and World Wildlife Fund, they sound good, right? Like, they're trying to help people. He wants to save the animals. He wants the world to be peaceful, no more wars or anything like that. But nothing could be farther than the truth. He doesn't give a fuck about animals. And he certainly doesn't give a fuck about you because what it means to be a ge- uh, eugenicist. I'll I'll read you the the, uh, the official the official definition of what eugenics is. Now, eugenics was a very popular movement in the late 1800s, early 1900s. It's still a very popular movement among the elite today. Um, it, a lot of it stems from the work of Charles Darwin, where Charles Darwin talks about the theory of uh, natural selection. Survival of the fittest, things like that, where certain creatures of the world are more naturally fit to exist than others. You know, there's certain creatures which are more superior to others, and those are the ones that survive. And through selective breeding and things like that, the the stronger ones survive and the inferior ones die off. And that's a lot of what eugenics believes. So the official definition, one that I found, is uh, eugenics is the belief that people can improve the genetic quality of a population by excluding, which means killing, certain genetic groups judged to be inferior and promoting other genetic groups judged to be superior. And this is something they've been doing for a long time. I mean, this this goes back thousands and thousands of years to the pharaohs and these royal families who always intermarried with each other, you know, back to the fucking king of England and France and, and Germany and shit. They were always marrying each other, and they never fuck with, like, some, some regular peasant motherfucker. They only married the royalty because they had to maintain that royal blood. It was all about your blood. And if you go into, like, the Illuminati fucking bloodlines, too, like the Rothschilds or the Rockefellers or whatever... Uh, there, there's all these bloodlines where they intermarry with each other and all these people are related, and it's really weird, but people really believe in this stuff. I mean, it must make a lot of sense to them because they're doing it. <laughs> and the Huxley family would intermarry with the Darwin family. They're, they're very close friends. Uh, Aldous Huxley's grandpa, uh, no, I think his father, either his father or his grandpa, no, it was his grandpa, yeah. Uh, he was a good friend and proponent of Charles Darwin. Charles Darwin, obviously, the guy who is all about fucking evolution and, and natural selection, survival of the fittest and all that. And it sounds like a good idea, and it sounds like just scientists being scientists, and this is naturally the evolution of science, and this is what they found out, and there's no vested interest, but nothing could be further than the truth. Um, the real agenda behind this is for the elite to maintain control over the whole entire world. Since they already have all the money, since they have the access to the better educations, they're they're more well-educated, they got a shitload of money, therefore, they naturally should be the leaders of the planet, right? And everyone else should fucking die. And that's the the whole goal behind the sustainable development um, fucking climate change thing, is to justify eradicating all of the undesirables from the planet. That's what's happening, and it goes back very a very long time ago, right? You think this is something that just like randomly popped up because we're using too many, we're driving our cars too much and shit, and putting uh, too much carbon dioxide into the atmosphere? But no, it's a very old agenda, and it goes back to the people who control the world and who have always controlled the world. And these people, like the Huxleys and the Darwins and stuff, they are just the people known to the public. I think the people who are really pulling the strings. Who knows, we might not ever know their name. You know, they're fucking, I don't fucking know. I just know that these are the people who have come out and actually written about it. They're the people enacting these policies and kind of like the the grandfathers of this movement. Um, so yeah, Aldous Huxley, he wrote Brave New World. If you haven't read that book, it's a really interesting read. And you look at it and so much of what he said back then is happening today. You know, like with the vaccines with the slogans, with the hypersexualization of the youth, the destruction of the family unit. All this gives more power to the government. And the way it does it is if you destroy the family unit, you have nothing to go against the government. Like the government becomes the family unit. And that's like their whole goal is for the government just to control everything. And to have a type of government which is based on science and based on this there's no morality or anything. It's all just based on the cold fucking science, you know, the facts or what they say are the facts because their facts are what matters, not the truth. It's just whatever they say goes. And they want this group of scientific experts to be controlling the world, and that's the type of government that they had in Brave New World. Basically, it's a scientific dictatorship, and that's pretty much what we're living in now. You have all these, these scientists who are unelected, you didn't fucking vote for them, and and no no one gave us the opportunity to. They're just appointed to do uh, these jobs. People like John Holdren, who was the the science czar that Obama uh, appointed. He was a big climate change guy and all this stuff. And they're just they make all these decisions for you, and they decide to enact these policies. These policies that have been written up by institutions like the Council on Foreign Relations and the Bilderberg Group and all these independent like fucking. Non governmental organizations. You didn't vote for them. You didn't have any say as to like <laughs> what they do or how they got into power or anything. They're just rich motherfuckers and people who went to these fancy schools and stuff like these Ivy League schools. So they all know each other. They're all homies and uh, they help each other out. They help each other get these fucking jobs and stuff. And then they just go on with the agenda. You know, the less questions you ask, the more successful you'll be in that type of industry because if you ask too many questions, you're showing that you're not going to follow orders. So, you know, you got to just keep your mouth shut, do what the fuck they tell you to do, and go along with it. So that's really the way the world is run. The The politicians are put there to give you the, the illusion that you had a choice, that your voice matters. But it doesn't fucking matter, man. It never has. It never will. Not as long as these people are in power, there's no such thing as democracy. It's like socialism, it's communism, it's a scientific dictatorship, but it's not democracy. It's not you having a choice about what happens. It's you having rulers and motherfuckers telling you what to do and stealing your fucking money to do whatever the fuck they want, to murder whoever they want. And (laughs) just they're just doing whatever the fuck they want. And if you still believe in democracy, I mean, Jesus Christ, you're a fucking idiot. Like, that's not what's happening. But there's so many people who are so into it and they think, oh, if we just vote this guy into office, he'll change everything. Like Donald Trump was one of those guys. People really believe that Donald Trump is not a part of the establishment. Well, how the fuck did he get to run for president anyways then? <laughs> you don't get to run for president if you're not part of the establishment. It's just not going to happen. It doesn't matter how much money you have. But to even have that much money, you, gotta be, you still have to be part of the establishment or else you'll be destroyed. You'll be fucking crushed. And some people think that's what happened to Howard Hughes, the the leader of Hughes Aircraft. That's why he went all fucking nuts and shit, because he wasn't playing ball with these people. But I don't know much about that. That's just something I heard. Now, another book which really went into what they're going to do to humanity and shit in this dystopian future society is 1984 by George Orwell. and It's a lot like Brave New World, only he had like, different methods of controlling the population instead of using inoculations and injections. It was kind of more done by force, like, fucking just they'd fuck you up if you said anything, and they torture you and stuff. But they also used methods like double speak, where you say a certain thing, but it, like, means another thing, and it's just a weird form of brainwashing. Um, you also had kids snitching out their parents for doing anything that went against the state uh, the main character, what was his name? Fucking Wilson? Nah, I don't think it was Wilson. I forget his name, the main character. But he just got snitched out by his homies, and then the government just fucked him up and beat his ass and made him admit to believing in this lie that he knew to be a lie. And they would torture him, and he's like, "Okay, well, I believe it." And he says, "He's like, no, you're just saying that. You have to actually believe it in your brain that the world is this way." And uh. That that's kind of what's happening is just we're being brainwashed to believe in this false system and there's so many different ways that it's being done to us through the movies, through the music, through the media, um, through social media and, and it's all controlled by the same group of people. It might seem like there's other owners and stuff and creators of this technology but at the end of the day it all goes back to like the same. It's like an octopus. you know. Picture an octopus where you have all these different tentacles which are fucking manipulating you and fucking with you and shit, and then it goes back to the top. You have the head of it, and it, it's always going to be the same head at the top. So yeah, 1984 was, an, was another good book um, that really outlined what was going to happen to society, and Aldous Huxley was a mentor of George Orwell. Now, George Orwell and Aldous Huxley, like I'm saying, they, they're all part of this same society. Like George Orwell's parents were high up in the British government. I think he grew up in India and his dad was like a big army guy there and stuff. So he he was with this society. Like, he hung out with them. And he found out firsthand what they planned to do. And then he wrote this book. And uh, Aldous Huxley, I think one of the first persons he sent it to was Aldous Huxley. And he read it. And Aldous Huxley was like, damn, that's a pretty good book. But I don't quite think it's going to be done like this. And obviously, he had firsthand knowledge of how they were going to control society. Because his brother, Julian Huxley was the head of UNESCO, a very high-ranking leader in the eugenics movement. So he knew firsthand what was going to happen. He said, yeah, I don't think that force is going to be used that much. I think it's going to be more manipulating people on a biological level and creating it so they don't even have the ability to resist. They wouldn't even think about it because they wouldn't even know how to do it. Like, their brains won't allow it. They'll be so fucking entertained and drugged up and all fucked up in the brain that they... They won't even think to do it. They won't. They don't even know. They'll love their servitude. People will grow to love being fucking slaves, and that's where we're at right now. Everyone's so, you know, we're entertained. That's like the soma in in Brave New World. You had soma, which was this pill that people took, and it was a drug, and it was just so people just get all fucked up and then not care about anything. Um, and also in Brave New World, everyone was having sex with each other. Like everyone had their turn with with uh, each woman or each dude, you know, and everyone was fucking, and, but no one was having kids, and no one was having a family, no one was having a meaningful relationship. And, I mean, look around you. What What's happening right now? How many people do you know that are getting married and wanting to have children and doing that traditional family thing? Not many people. Not many people in my age. And uh, we've been trained for this shit to happen, you know? Like, This didn't just randomly happen. Anyways, another book, which I actually really like, was Cat's Cradle by Kurt Vonnegut. Uh, When I was in school, I used to fucking devour anything by Kurt Vonnegut. I thought he's he's my favorite author, really. And in uh, the book Cat's Cradle, they're going around and looking for uh, Felix Honaker who invented the nuclear bomb. And um, I think that was the premise of it, yeah. And... Felix Honecker also invented this other substance called Ice-9, which was like this little capsule thing. And if you dropped it in water, it solidifies everything. And then at the end of the book, it goes on. Somebody drops Ice-9 into the ocean or some shit or into a puddle. And it just fucking destroys the whole world because it all turns into a rock. And, uh... It's really weird because you have this this character in there. His name is Felix Honecker, and he's like this mad scientist who invented the nuclear bomb. He's just at the forefront of all this scientific technology. And uh, it turns out that Kurt's brother, his name was Bernard Vonnegut, uh, Kurt's older brother, was the inventor of cloud seeding. He was the one who found out that you could seed clouds with silver iodide and create storm systems, create rainfall, and do all this stuff. And that was a major precursor to weather modification. So, how weird, right? Fucking Kurt Vonnegut's brother invented cloud seeding in the fucking chemtrails. That's basically what it is, right? Except they're spraying all kinds of shit now. It's not just silver iodide. That's the only thing they'll really admit to, but they're also spraying aluminum, barium, strontium, fucking manganese, whatever the fuck they want. Who the fuck really knows until you, until you get up there into the plane and look at the shit they're spraying. I mean, like, you don't really know. Morgellons, nanotechnology, fucking smart dust. I mean... <laughs> who knows but i always thought that was weird when i when i found that out that kurt vonnegut's brother bernard invented cloud seeding just very very weird so yeah phones um i'm sorry uh movies and and books and stuff and television shows a huge a huge component in manipulating the masses entertainment it, it is so huge and we think i think it flies under the radar most people don't expect to have that shit be fucking with their mind. But that's totally what, what it does. And there's so many millions and millions of dollars I could put into these movies and these television shows where every little scene is meticulously planned out, what they include in the scenes, the different symbolic elements and the colors and the symbols and shit like that. And it's all meant to fuck with your brain. And they've studied behavioral psychology so much, they've studied the human brain they just really got it down to a science on on what they can do to people and how they can get them to believe in certain things. Now, after the television, you know, you you had the personal computer, you know, the fucking desktop computer and shit, which came out. And this is all military technology before it was available to the public. It didn't get unveiled into the public until the powers that be allowed that shit into the public domain. Like they wouldn't just allow the internet to randomly fucking generate by itself. It was all invented by the Pentagon, by the Department of Defense, by the Defense Advanced Research Project Association, DARPA. And it, it's all like military weapons and stuff. There's always an agenda behind it. This shit doesn't just randomly occur. And, and that's a major thing that I think people don't understand either is the technology that the government has and that uh, you know these black project people have is far more advanced than anything that's in the public domain. You might have people like Steve Jobs or Steve Wozniak or Bill Gates or whatever or Mark Zuckerberg, Jeff Bezos, these tech giants who who come out and they're put to the forefront as these people who are, you know, at the cutting edge of technology. But that's not true. I think the people who are actually inventing this technology are fucking locked up on some government base, you know, uh, like in uh, Independence Day, you know, they got that crazy scientist dude who's working on the aliens and shit i think he gets fucked up by the alien but i think that's more close to the truth it might sound crazy but i think that's it i think these people are who are put to the forefront and like for the media to see i mean yeah they they may have done this shit but i i think the core technology and and how it was invented and for what purposes goes back to a military agenda Um, And your phones are one of those things which have a military agenda. Because what does it do? It tracks you, right? It's all got GPS tracking devices. It tracks you even when it's not on. It tracks your steps and all this shit. You got that health app on the iPhone, which I didn't even know about. But when I was in Indonesia, I hiked up that Mount Rinjani, which is the second biggest volcano in uh, in Indonesia. And I was like wondering, I was like, man, that'd be kind of cool if I had that steps app. And I knew how many steps I took. And then one of the guys who I was with, he actually used to work for Google or for Apple or something. And he's like, oh, you actually do. Look at you have this health app. And I like opened it. I had never activated it or anything, but it was still, it was tracking me no matter fucking what, wherever I went. And it told me how many steps I took. It was about 10 miles, you know, no, don't mean to brag or nothing, but it was a fucking long walk. It kind of sucked balls. Anyways, your phones are just always tracking you. Like this is a technology and it's incredibly powerful. And there's so much you can do with it. I mean, it's really interesting, actually. But it's fucked up. So one thing that your phone can do is to track you. It's always listening to you. It's always collecting data. And that's why they need to build these gigantic data centers, like what they're building outside of Reno, Nevada, right where I live. They're building these giant fucking data collection centers, which are basically giant flash drives that are meant to store all the fucking data that we use. And if you have all this data... There's so much you can do with it because you you get to understand people's tendencies and, and what they're going to do. And through using artificial intelligence and supercomputers, you can actually predict how people are going to react to certain situations. So this is an incredible technology for a government to have. I mean, where our technology is at right now is just absolutely insane. Um, you have the facial recognition technology, like what Snapchat uses to fucking turn you into a girl or a puppy or whatever the fuck you want. And this is being used now in in countries like uh, Britain and uh, in in London, which is in Britain. And they just got these fucking random cameras set up on the streets that are just taking people's pictures and just fucking seeing if you're a criminal or seeing if you're labeled as a terrorist by the government. And then the cops come and get you. And even if if you cover up your face, the cops will come beat your ass or something. I just read a story about that. So this is really where the technology is going. You give us these phones— We take pictures of ourselves, and and they collect all our data, and they just have all of our information, all of our personal information. There's no more privacy, and then they use that technology against us. And that's the reality of the world. (laughs) It's pretty fucking crazy, isn't it? And more things that go on with the phones. I mean, all the kids got them. And imagine being a little kid and growing up, and you have an iPhone, and you download Snapchat. And I look at Snapchat. Snapchat used to be kind of cool. I liked it because I was, like, able to talk to my friends and see what they were doing and shit. But then they changed it to be, like, always looking at celebrities and, like, just the weird shit that they promote with celebrities, like, just being a fucking whore. Like, that's, that's the new cool thing is to be a whore or to be a tranny or to be whatever, just, like, these fucking, I don't know, man. But imagine being a little kid and getting too exposed to that, like, It fucks with your mind, man, and if somebody has sex a lot before they're married, if they fuck a bunch of different people, it changes the way your mind develops, and Aldous Huxley talks about this in Brave New World as well. In fact, he uses an analogy, which I think is pretty good, Um, imagine a hose with and I'm not talking about hose. There's a lot of hose out there, too. But I'm talking about a hose, like an actual hose that has water running through it that you fucking water your garden with. Imagine you have a hose which has some water running through it, which is under pressure, just like you're going to water the lawn or something. Well, imagine if you poked a hole in that hose. Now, you're going to have a bunch of water squirting out, right? It will be high pressure. It will be squirting out pretty good there. So imagine that being you had sex with one person. You have all that passion and all that love and all that dedication and devotion which is centered right there, and it's just fucking oozing out, and you just love that person, you know? But imagine if you poked it again. Okay, well, it's you're not going to have quite the same amount of pressure pushing that water out. It'll be, you know, they'll both be pretty good, have a good squirt coming out there, but it's not going to be like when you just had one hole with all the water coming out. Now, imagine if you poked it fucking 50 times. It's all just going to be dribbling out. I mean, there's, there's not going to be any water left. And imagine water being, you know, like... Your love and, and your emotions and your dedication and things like that, your dedication to your family if if you do this to a person, you you really fuck with them on a fundamental level and, it, and it's really sad because uh I see it happening all over society. I saw it happen to myself personal I'm fucking speaking from experience here you know that shit fucks with you man and it's sad, dude and like that's what's promoted in society is just to be uh I don't know free love and stuff and this goes back. Pretty far, too, to, like, the 60s with the hippie movement. You had Woodstock. You had all these people. You know, the hippie movement, man. Bitches were naked. And everyone was having sex, having orgies and shit. And then you went into the 70s where you had, like, disco and cocaine and all that. You had the 80s, more drugs. And then you had AIDS and crack and all that shit, which was all invented by the government, by the by the way. And, um, and then the 90s, what, fucking hip-hop, raves, more sex. And now the 2000s where hip-hop isn't even good anymore not the mainstream shit it's just fucking retarded and it's all talking about doing drugs and and fucking random bitches and shit and then you got like these big festivals like Coachella and EDC and stuff where everyone dresses up like a fucking hooker and then (laughs) they go and listen to this shitty music I don't know man maybe that's just my opinion but that's what I see happening in the world And it all has a history. Like, none of this stuff was just spontaneously occurred. It was all planned out. And that's, like, a fucking crazy thing to think of, right? Like, and it's not a conspiracy theory. It's just a fact. (laughs) It's just what happened, you know? Like, motherfuckers wrote books about this shit, and they knew what they were doing. And it's just crazy that we're living through this, man. There's so many people who are, like, really into that stuff. And... And, man, people just want to have fun, man. Can you blame them? And can you blame them for not knowing this? Like, I don't hate anybody for not knowing this shit, and I don't blame them. People are busy. People are living their life doing what they got to do. And I don't want to make it seem like everybody hates their family or nobody wants to have a family or kids or anything. I'm just saying that it's definitely going that way. And then at the same time, it's really refreshing when you when you meet somebody who has values and who does want to take care of their family and and kind of sees through the bullshit. They don't have to know everything, but they just know what they're about, you know, and they, they recognize what matters. It's really refreshing when you see that because it doesn't seem to happen too often, unfortunately. It's just this system is just incredible, the way it fucks with you and the way it fucks with your mind. It's, it's sad, man. And your phones and your television... These apps like Facebook, Google, fucking Instagram and shit, it's all owned by the same group of people. I mean, they, they might have different front men and stuff, but like I said, there's a military agenda behind the whole thing. They're not going to let something become that big and that powerful and just be owned by some random dude, you know, like, like owned by me or something. They wouldn't let me have that shit. Fuck no, dude. I'd be dead. And they would take that shit over. And uh, there's legislation being passed now where you have these tech giants uh, like Facebook and Instagram where they're trying to. The government is saying, well, you can't have all these videos with this copyrighted content. So, you know, we're going to put strict regulations on you. And this might be the end of YouTube. Like, oh my God, fucking, like, oh no. YouTube is not going to exist anymore. But that nothing could be further than the truth. What this is going to do is make it so only those giant, giant video services can exist. So only YouTube can exist because they're the only ones that will have the money to hire all the lawyers and the programmers and shit to jump through all these hoops that the government is going to make happen. Oh, does that make sense? So by passing this legislation, it, legislation, it just further solidifies their dominance in that market. Which is what they need in order to control the information being put out to everyone. And if you look at YouTube um, on any of the conspiracy videos, on a bunch of my videos, it fucking like my song "Digital Clouds," like below it has a <laughs> a little Wikipedia link. No, it might be Encyclopedia Britannica. I don't know. It's fucking stupid, though. It pisses me off. It says "contrail" because my song is about like chemtrails, you know, and geoengineering. And even though everything I fucking saying that shit is factual they discredit everything I'm saying by putting a little link that says Contrail. And then you can click on it. And like, I didn't fucking ask for that shit. But since I'm using their service, they can do whatever the fuck they want. So they totally discredit me, make me look like a fucking idiot, and then talk about, you know, chemtra- or Contrails, I mean, and just make it seem like everything I'm saying is just bullshit. So that's that's what they do, and that's what they want to be able to do to everything. They'll do that with vaccine videos. In fact... Um, Amazon and Facebook and, and I don't know. I don't think YouTube's doing it yet. I'm sure they are doing it, though, because they fuck with my shit. But they're making it so you can't gain access to this information. And, and what that is, it's an assault on the First Amendment, obviously. But, I mean, it's bigger than that. Like, you just can't say it. You can't have an opinion. You can't do what you want with your children. It's the fucking property of the government. That's what they're saying. Y'all belong to the government. This isn't a democratically elected Motherfuckers, These are just your rulers. And they're telling you what you can and can't do and can and can't say and what information you can gain access to. And they're just saying it's, you know, it's all under public security and all that shit. But it's not true. It's just they fucking want to control the masses just on an insane level. So it's sad, man. It, it really is. And once again let me bring this up like what is in these vaccines where you just can't question it (laughs) because you got to be really naive to believe that the government is trying to save you like they care about you the same government that blew up Hiroshima and blew up Nagasaki and killed millions of people the same government that firebombed Tokyo the same government that bombed Philadelphia in the fucking 70s and killed their own people That bombed the ghetto, they really did that shit. The same government that released these toxic poisons into the subway to test how they would work on people. The same government that gassed San Francisco and sprayed all this shit on them to find out the way that a certain uh, biological disease would work on the population just in case there was a terrorist attack. They want to see if San Francisco was susceptible to a terrorist attack. Well, yeah, duh. (laughs) If you spray a fucking disease in the sky, people are going to get fucked up, right? And they, these are all documented cases. Uh, the same government that imports the drugs, the CIA has been caught importing the cocaine and the heroin. The same government that fucking started the war on terror and murdered all of these millions of people. The same government that overthrows these sovereign nations and just creates civil wars and just kills all kinds of people. They're the ones, these are the people that are telling you you have to inject your children with this shit. Like, I'm not saying that diseases, there aren't certain diseases that could make you sick and could be harmful to you. All I'm saying is the the fucking institution telling you to inject yourself with all this shit has a history of murdering a lot of fucking people and doing some really bad shit. So like, why do you believe them? I mean, like, and why aren't we allowed to look into any other information? It's just, I just don't don't understand how people could be so naive and just, I don't know, man. It's just so weird to me. I don't understand it. But then again, what am I? I'm just a fucking crazy conspiracy theorist, right? What does it matter? So, you know, on top of that, I was going to get into, like, sustainable development and the whole depopulation agenda, and there's a lot to that as well. Uh, a big thing that's going around right now on social media and in the news and stuff is talking about that law that they passed in Alabama. I think it was Alabama, right? Uh, where they banned abortion. And yeah, I mean, whatever. I'm not going to get into that. I just think it's weird how many people are really into like getting abortions and how they think it's such a good thing to like kill your baby, you know? Like, what has happened to society when the one natural inclination of a woman has been totally flipped upside down? Like, what other animal in the fucking whole entire world is just so into, like, killing their own baby? Actually, that's probably not a good example because I think there's some animals that, like, eat their own babies or something. So that's not a good example. But historically, like, a woman wanted to have a baby and, like, take care of it. They were really into it. They loved their fucking child. And for good reason, because there's nothing more miraculous than creating a new life. And seeing that shit take shape into a human being. I mean, it really is a, a miraculous thing. But now you have all these people who really don't believe that, I guess. I don't I don't know. I don't know if they've thought about that aspect of it. They just they say, my body, my choice, and stuff, and I get that, and I I, I totally understand and I believe people should have freedom of choice. But I just think there's a a big fucking agenda at work here, and I think it has to do... I think it's the Hegelian dialectic where you have uh, the thesis and then the antithesis and then the synthesis. So you have Alabama outlawing abortion, right? And then you have all this blowback. I mean, obviously, they knew people would freak out just because of the way people have been indoctrinated to be. They knew people would freak the fuck out. So what's going to be the product of this? I mean, what's going to happen after this? Is this, is it going to be, I think it'll be less regulations on abortion. I think it'll be more and more people uh, aborting their kids and stuff. And I realize it's a sensitive issue for a lot of people. A lot of women will f- will freak out and stuff and say, you can't tell me what to do, and I understand that. But um, let's look at the the founder of Planned Parenthood. Her name was Margaret Sanger, and she was racist. She was a eugenicist who believed in uh certain people being inferior to others and other people being superior such as herself she was never inferior she would never want to abort herself just the babies of black people and hispanic people and retarded people and people who had gonorrhea and syphilis and she she really wrote this that these people shouldn't be having babies they shouldn't be allowed to reproduce and she did force sterilize like 60,000 people or she was very uh instrumental in that happening um so yeah she was the founder of Planned Parenthood very nice lady she decided to put them in all the the African-American neighborhoods because she was racist she didn't like black people like she wanted them to fucking kill their babies and (laughs) that's the fact of the matter and she would speak at KKK rallies and uh this is from her autobiography it's called an autobiography by Margaret Singer And this was on page 366. This is what she said. This is about her speaking at a KKK rally. She says, I accepted an invitation to talk to the women's branch of the Ku Klux Klan. I saw through the door dim figures parading with banners and illuminated crosses. I was escorted to the platform, was introduced, and began to speak. In the end, through simple illustrations, I believed I had accomplished my purpose. A dozen invitations to speak to similar groups were preferred. (laughs) So yeah, she's a fucking racist, dude. She went in there and uh, talked to the KKK about how we should sterilize these people and get them to kill their kids and stuff. And that's the person who created this organization, Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood, and that's what all these people are rallying around, like like it's a good thing or something. But there's such a nefarious agenda behind it, and it's just honestly sad, man. Like I don't know they they're trying to make us think like there's too many people, but. It's funny, like, well, what about you? Why don't you kill yourself then? If there's too many people, fucking sacrifice yourself then, you piece of shit, jump in a volcano. (laughs) But they'll never do that. They just mean there's too many of you, too many of me, too many poor people, too many people in Africa, too many people in Asia, too many poor people in America. That's what they really mean. They never mean there's too many of the wealthy people, too many of the .01% who run all this shit, nah, 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 there can't be too many of them. They're cool, but it's just all the poor motherfuckers. And it's written in the Georgia Guidestones where they want to reduce the population to keep it at a sustainable number of 500 million, which is about 6% of the current population. There's about 7.5 billion people in the world right now. So if you wanted to maintain the population of 500 million, it would be reduced by over 90%. That means only 1 in 10 people will survive. And if you think that person will be you, you are sadly fucking mistaken because I highly doubt that. But such are the times that we live in and <laughs> it's just crazy, man. It's just sad, honestly. And... uh I don't know, man. I wish I had better news. Wish I had more delightful things to talk about. But I think I'm saying the things that need to be said. And I realize not a shitload of people listen to to this podcast. And I don't know. But maybe it'll be found by someone. It'll matter. Because everything you do in life matters. You know, despite all the bullshit, despite all of the people who are, you know, trying to destroy the world and trying to kill all these people and stuff. Despite all of that, I think, to exist and to live a life is an incredibly special thing. And it's 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 a real blessing to be able to live life and to be put here on this beautiful planet, you know, and to be able to experience love and to experience family and to experience friendship. These are all incredible things. And I think that that's what life is all about. It's not about what kind of car you drive. It's not about how big your house is. It's, it's a spiritual experience. We're only on earth for a very short amount of time. And I think it's to develop. It's to develop in a spiritual way. It's to become a better person. It's to learn the lessons that you didn't learn in your last lifetime. It's to work on yourself and, and to develop those relationships you have with other people and to become a better person. That's really what life is about. And we've been tricked into believing that life was about how much money you made and, and all those things that don't really matter in the grand scheme of life. You know, when you're putting a fucking box under the ground, it's not going to matter what kind of car you had. Sure, it's cool if you created a, a, a comfortable life for your child and stuff like that. I understand that. There's nothing wrong with having money. But to only focus on money and to think that that is what life, that's what matters in life or physical appearances and things like that. I mean, hey, we're all going to degrade. We're all going to turn into dust. We're all going to get old. So how much does that stuff really matter? You know, what matters is to be a good person. What matters is to to pursue the truth and to love one another. I was thinking the other day, um, I, I was reading a book, and it brought to my attention a thought that I had when I was just a young kid. And I was thinking about the human body, or the body of any living being. How we're all made up of these cells, and these cells all come together to create the human body. There's there's billions and billions of them. And they're all independent of one of one another, but they're all working together to create this human body. And it's all it all works in perfect ...syncrasy. It's all coming together so magnificently to create the human being. And without these cells, without every individual little component, you would not exist. The body would not exist. Nothing would exist without these small components. And it got me thinking about the much bigger picture, about the universe, and about how gigantic this universe is, but how it's made up of these little components. And we are components in that universe, you and I, and all the people in this world. We are all parts of, we're all a part of something much, much bigger. We're part of this cosmic body. We're part of God, and we are all making history. We're all making this thing happen. And it's something much deeper than this material world we live in. And I think that's something that we need to keep in in our minds and in our hearts is to realize that we're all one and we should all be helping each other and and trying to make this world a better place and a better experience for all of us. So I want you to think about that Thank you so much for listening. You can find more of my work on my website, homage.com. That's homage with a zero, H-Zero-M-A-G-E.com. I just came out with a new video as well. Uh, it's a little little freestyle thing. If you're into my rap stuff, then go check out my YouTube channel, Homage TV, and check that out as well. Um, if you want to support my work, you can do that on my website, homage.com. And uh, there's a donate button there because... You know, this stuff isn't free. I do have to pay to host all of these websites and uh, get my podcast out there and things like that. But if not, no worries. Spread it to a friend, a family member, and just listen and enjoy. No worries, okay? Hope you have a great day. Be good to another. One another. Be good to one another, I mean. And I'll catch you next time. Peace out.
1: I Every politician is a human They this guy them said I'm a peaceful ways is wrong. And I won't come my way. I'm set a time to work and had a rain of time now. Open up ya, open up ya, open up your eyes. Every politician is a human hit this them I'm a peaceful ways is wrong. And I won't come my way. I'm set a time to work and had a rain of time now honest politician comment always on his mission calling all of those who listen long enough to his position he's hollering hollow promises following dollar signs wallowing all his comments swallowing all his lines campaign trail they travel and have the nation babbling aggravation they dabble in fabrication and then every dollar and cent that they borrow and print tomorrow is spent on wars full of sorrow and debt until the currency collapses world is turning on its axis and there's riots in the streets and it's burning into blackness national insecurity irrational fury it's all unsustainable about to crash in a hurry and who will fight for us the corrupt coward dies a thousand times on his power rise. So it's really no surprise, he's just a human in disguise. He's just a human in disguise. He's just God. a human God. in disguise. God, God. Just, you know, Open up your eyes. Every politician is a human in disguise. The Them said I'm a peaceful, ways is wrong. And I won't come my way. Them said it'll be time to work another a ain't a time to. Open up your, open up your, open up your eyes Every politician is a human in this sky Them say that my peaceful ways is wrong And won't come my way Them say a be time to work and had a ain't no time to the honest common citizen is a systematic victim But he doesn't realize it It's the system that has tricked him And has stripped him of his rights And convinced him that he's free So against a sense he won't commence to hop the fence and flee But the truth is something evident that common sense can see And he feels an ominous presence that dominates the scene Now he's watching the TV and he's sort of confused Cause they're distorting the views They choose a report in the news He's dead broke, he can't afford to be used by any system that's rigged to let the poor be abused And he sees a politician's plan to profit on disaster And he realizes Babylon's a propaganda master So now he keeps his eyes wide awake, not surprised by the fake lies devised by the snake And he keeps his faith in the fact that the truth will forever rise Whoever tries to sever ties to clever lies never dies Stop! I've tried... I've listened to everybody, on TV and radio. I've read the papers and magazines. I've tried, but I'm still confused. Who's right? What's right? What should I believe? What are the facts? How can I tell?
0: Well, my friend, if it's any consolation, you're not alone. 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 Alone.